Welcome to Let the Boys Kiss, the creation of queer ships, where we ask the question, is it queer baiting, queer coding, or queer canon? This week, we'll be discussing Carol and Maria from Captain Marvel. I'm Maddie. And I'm Kelsey. ladies again Cat marvel finally some ladies we've been looking to do more femme slash and this one came to mind we were like you know what we both want to do this episode and it's feeling kind of timely given the release of the marvels yes why not so we are recording this before the release of the marvels we have plans to do a short addendum which we will identify if something interesting happens just in, the in case she spends the whole movie making out with ladies which i'm sure is going to happen fingers crossed <laughs> you know you can always hope so you know for context we're pre the marvels in our recording but mm-hmm. who are we talking about then we're talking about carol danvers who is captain marvel and maria rambo her bestest closest friend yes And the sources we are looking at are the 2019 film, Captain Marvel. Yeah, pretty easy watch list for this one. We should say we've both seen it. It would be pretty funny to come into this episode. (laughs) Like I didn't watch the movie. Oh no, I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't watch it. Now we've both seen it. Okay. Mm -hmm. So why might people ship these two ladies? Hmm. What a good question. Let us talk about what happens in this movie that might lead people to suspect they're more than friends. So why don't you situate us in like the world of Captain Marvel? Okay. When we meet Captain Marvel, she thinks she's an alien. She thinks she's a Kree. She's living on the Kree homeworld of Hala, hanging out with her Kree buddies, fighting a war against the Skrulls, as you do. And she keeps having these flashbacks or uh, something where (laughs) she is seeing other people that she doesn't recognize. They also have this artificial intelligence that runs their society and it's supposed to appear to you as someone very meaningful to you. And it appears to her as a lady she doesn't know. And so she's (laughs) like, I don't remember my past. I woke up here on the Cree homeworld. They were like, you're a Cree. Come fight with us. And also she has glowy laser hand powers. Yep. And she's like the only one who has those. And they're just like, we gave them to you. You're special. Yeah, that's like a cool thing that we gave you and it's totally normal. Don't worry about yeah. it. So through a series of events, and I guess spoilers for Captain Marvel, she's actually a human. Spoilers always. She's a human from Earth. A human from Earth? Yeah. (laughs) And so through a series of events, she coincidentally ends up back on Earth. And a portion of this film is really her uncovering her past, who she is, the type of person she was and is and wants to be. And that's sort of like the overarching, uh, you know, origin story. It's about self-discovery. Yeah, story. We gotta we gotta get to know her, know what she's about. Mm -hmm. So when she starts to uncover her past. She finds there's only one person who might know something about who she is. Mm-hmm. Rambo. So she and her new her new friend, Nick Fury, Hell yeah. have to go and find Maria to ask some questions about, you know, what was going on when she disappeared. That's sort of where we are when we yes. meet. So Mo- about halfway into the movie, 
we finally show up at Maria Rambo's house to get some answers. And things are pretty charged right from the jump when they get to Maria's house. So she shows up here. They lock eyes, her and Maria. Maria's mm-hmm. having like a real oh shit moment. And Carol's like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> and so we start to get some backstory. The two of them had come up together as pilots in the military. They share some strong Top Gun style flashbacks to when mm-hmm. they were at flight school together. And it turns out they were each other's best friends. Maria has a daughter. The two of them were basically co-parenting the daughter. (laughs) And so they were very, very close. And we start to get a sense that it was really tough for Maria when Carol straight up disappeared on her, as you would expect. So then we get some, some pretty, like, emotional conversations between the two of them with Maria trying to handle the emotions of her being back and Carol, who at the time thinks her name is Veers, Mm -hmm. trying to figure out, you know, who the heck am I? So let's, let's give them some quotes because that's always a fun way to get into the. Yeah. And I don't know if it's worth saying before we get into the quotes that Maria does not appear to be just Carol's best friend. She appears to be her only friend and the only connection she still has to the planet, <laughs> her and the daughter, Monica. Yep. And also Monica's dad seems to not exist. Yeah. Not just like not in the picture. You don't even get a throwaway line of like, he, here's what happened. There's no dad ever mentioned. No. There is Maria, there is her daughter, Monica, and then there is her very close friend, Carol. Uh-huh. <laughs> So, yes, this is an early conversation from early on when they've seen each other. And Carol is asking Maria to basically, like, fill me in on who I am and what we are to each other. That kind of conversation. So at first, Maria is telling her some stories about, you know, when they were in flight school together. And we were very competitive. And we would each race our cars to the airfield to be the first one to get into the plane and that kind of thing. Just like lighthearted. Here's what you were like. And Carol is getting a vibe from Maria. And she says, I know this must be hard for you. And then Maria says, oh, what? This part? Nuh-uh. No, what's hard is losing my best friend in a mission so secret they act like it never even happened. Hard is knowing you were out there somewhere too damn stubborn to die. And now you come out here after six years with your supercharged fire hands and what you expect me to call you? I don't even know what, Veers? Is that really who you are now? And Carol says, I don't know. And they're uh, both like on the verge of tears. It's it's yeah. a lot to deal with, you know. It's a tough situation. Now the Rambo family of mm-hmm. Monica and Maria have held on to all of Carol's stuff. Yeah. So like they... literally everything she ever had in the world. Yes. <laughs> <is> all <laughs> at Maria's house. When she passed away, I guess the military gave it to Maria instead of Carol's parents who we'll get to might still be alive but okay and monica brings it out they're going through all of it and there is a line of why we're maybe not checking in with carol's parents to find out who she is where monica says you didn't get along with your parents so mom said we became your real family oh so this box of stuff is like a bunch of pictures of them so it's pictures of 
Carol and Monica in Halloween costumes together. It's pictures from Christmas of the three of them in their pajamas opening presents on Christmas morning. It's like over and over evidence of a full life that they shared together. And so it's them being like, here's who you are. (laughs) Like, we Mm -hmm. know you. And this is this is you, Carol Danvers. Um, And so, yeah, the there is sort of this running thread of memories that Carol has of like a bad memory with her dad when she was a child that you see a few times. And then you get this clarifying moment here where it's like, you did not get along with your parents. (laughs) So we're your family. They're not your family, which honestly queer coded backstory. But yes, I guess the movie also needed to explain, like if you're trying to figure out who you are, you think you'd try to track down your parents, your parents, but I guess she didn't know her name. Yeah. I don't know. It's a stretch. <laughs> and I don't know if she had a, a living will that told the military, give all my stuff to Maria. Do not send it to my parents. But mm-hmm. that's all good. Okay. So, you know, Carol's really struggling with this onslaught of information because it's a lot. Her yeah. entire identity is being shifted, right? From I was just a Cree out here Koreaing. And now I'm also finding out that the scrolls aren't bad guys. Yeah. Like, I don't know. My, My whole entire life is a identity lie. was I'm a Cree. Scrolls are bad. I fight scrolls. Now I'm finding out I'm not a Cree. Scrolls are good. Crees are bad. <laughs> it's like a lot. It's like a lot. <laughs> so you know, Carol's standing out in the field, looking off into the distance, not knowing who she is. And Maria comes up to her and helps her center herself. She says to her. You are Carol Danvers. You are the woman on that black box risking her life to do the right thing. Oh, I guess we should say, sorry. Yeah, we should say what the black box is, maybe. (laughs) Yes. When Carol went down in the accident that both gave her her powers and like, you know, ended up erasing her memory and getting her kidnapped, there was a black box in the plane, as there often is, and they'd recovered the black box and were able to sort of, was it like damaged? Did they need to decode it? Well, the scrolls well, had the, the black scrolls box. had the black box. The so the American military the doesn't know what happened. The scrolls have yes. the black box and are like, there's something very important on this that we need your help to decode, which is why they have right. found Carol in the first place. Yes. yes, thank you. And so it's through the black box that she learns, like, yeah, in fact, career bad. She's been one of her flashbacks with the person who was her mentor. She's been having a hard time figuring out who it was they were in conflict with. And it turns out it's Jude Law, who was her new mentor. Mm-hmm. And then she has to learn that Jude Law was a villain this whole time. And, oh, you know, again, shit. It's all a lot. It's all, all a lot. lot. So, yeah, she, okay. she's real, she's heard the black box now. She knows yeah. she needs to go on this mission with the scrolls, but she's still trying to center herself, as you said. So, yes, it's like, Maria, who am I, basically? Yes. And Maria says, you're Carol Danvers. You're the woman on that black box risking her life to do the right thing. My best friend who supported me as a mother and a pilot when no one else did. You are smart and funny and a huge pain in the ass. And you were the most powerful person I knew way before you could shoot fire from your fists. You hear me? Do you hear me? And then they both cry and hug. (laughs) It's really, really nice. I always love speeches like this. I think of them as like when Harry Met Sally style speeches where people are like, you know, these are the things I like about you and you annoy the hell out of me, but I wouldn't have it any other way. That kind of speech, which is like also the speech at the end of Tombstone, right? But yeah, I love those. Always a good time. Yep. 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 And so the rest of the movie is, you know, they go on their adventure to help the scrolls. They find out that the scrolls really just want to get back to the rest of their family. 
Mm-hmm. So parallels, right? The main scroll is really just trying to reconnect with his wife and child. Yes, indeed. It is exactly a, <laughs> a one-to-one parallel of a wife and child. Interesting. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, Carol has to defeat the Kree who are coming to both take her back as a mm-hmm. weapon. Also, they're all hunting for what ends up being the Tesseract. They're hunting for a, a light speed engine. Yep. And uh, it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty good. So at the end, she has reestablished, obviously, her connection with yeah. Maria and with Monica. She has a couple of bonding scenes with Monica. And then at the end, she has to leave to help the Skrulls find like a new place to live basically Mm -hmm. and so she promises them at the end you know i'm coming back (laughs) and they have this heartfelt goodbye scene where she's like you know it's really hard for me to say goodbye too but they they head off she heads off to do her mission and then supposedly she was gonna come back in what should have been captain marvel (laughs) 2 yes theoretically but if you had watched wandavision you will know that she didn't come back nope maria died of cancer and yep. Monica is pretty mad about the whole thing. So so are we all. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying Monica's in the wrong. No, she's correct. But like, what are we doing here? Why did she never come back? And why didn't she find the Skrulls a new home world? Why are the Skrulls still homeless? What's happening? <laughs> why did we abandon this thread of the story? Couldn't Hopefully we'll get you. some answers in the Marvels. Yes. But yes, I don't know if we want to talk about our general feelings of the movie. No, it's pretty good. People it's a fun no, time. I'm mad about this one, but yeah, it's but it was good. mostly like dudes just being mad yeah. that there were women in it. You know, know. it's a '90s period pick. There's Love fun it. soundtrack. There's fun clothes. You get to see Baby Nick Fury and Baby Agent Coulson. Oh, it was so nice to have Coulson back. I know. I love Coulson. She. There's like some fun feministy kind of stuff which is why people didn't like it but good moments of that at the end like all along jude law's character has been trying to get her to be able to fight him without her powers and he keeps trying to say like you need to prove that you could do it without your powers that yeah. just as yourself and so then at the end when she's found out he's bad and she's about to fight him he tries to pull the like you need to prove to me that you could do it no without weapons your <laughs> and she's like Fuck no. <laughs> Just blast him. It's very good. It's like a little bit like, you know, the scene in Indiana Jones with the guy who has the sword and he's doing yep. all the sword tricks. Yep, yep, he's yep. like, can you take me with a sword? And he just, just shoots him. It's like, why wouldn't you? <laughs> Use your powers. But I mean, there's like a lovely lesson throughout it yes. of she is able to finally harness her powers and, and like realize them as a full part of herself when she realizes that she is human and that is her strength, you know? emotions aren't bad no they keep telling her human is good harness your emotions don't feel emotions you know you can't feel sad or happy when you're fighting maybe you can feel angry but that's it and it's like feels very the whole thing has like a lovely feminist slant to it right so i see why people were mad but those people suck and this movie's fun yeah it's a good time (laughs) also there's a kitty cat in it Oh my God, the kitty cat. We have to <laughs> mention the kitty cat. More well, movies. That's how you know it's a feminist piece because there's yes. a cat in the movie. Absolutely. And the cat is awesome. The yeah, cat has sweet orange powers. <laughs> he's a sweet orange boy, except when he is a vicious alien that can kill people. Yeah, but that's pretty good too. Yeah, it's awesome. He's exactly what you want him to be at any given time. Yeah. Hello, Goose. He's great. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. And I have to say, 
I mentioned it a little bit, but the explicit Top Gun stuff in this makes it feel twice as queer as the text oh, yeah. of the movie. <laughs> like the, the Top Gun references are so explicit. The shots of them in the flight school are direct references to Top Gun. And so then mm-hmm. you're already thinking like, Top Gun's a gay place. <laughs> and here they are. And then they have named this cat Goose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is not his name in the comics. That is mm-hmm. a movie-specific choice. I think the other thing that we should say about this movie is, and we'll get into this with our, our quotes from the actors yeah. and the creators, but as far as we could figure out and remember, prior to this, there have been no sort of main Marvel characters. So people who got their own films, certainly within their origin stories, who did not have a love interest. Yeah, very interesting. Very interesting. (laughs) Uh, And I think we can get you some answers, or at least some what they say are the explicit answers, and we'll read between the lines about Mm -hmm. why that is from the various people who were involved in making the film. So shall we give them some quotes? Yeah, let's get into what our actors and creators say, starting as usual with our actors. Indeed. So we have to start with Brie Larson, who plays Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. And this is a quote that I saw all over the internet from her. So I think people were really making hay of this one. <laughs> this is what she says about Carol and Maria. What they've gone through together, going through military training together, being the only women and using each other to lean on each other and using that support as a recognition of her experience is really special. Of course, I think they'd be friends outside of that. But that really tight knit bond is family. This is the love of the movie. This is the love found again. This is the person to go to the ends of the earth to fight to defend. And to me, it's so natural. I went and saw the movie and an hour later they were like, Maria is the love. It's not something we made a big deal about, but it feels so natural. That love is so strong. The movie shifts when she's on screen because there's a level of power she commands. And it's like, yeah, that is sort of the structure of this movie, right? (laughs) There wouldn't be room for a love interest with this storyline. No, you know, we'll, I guess, get to this too with the gender swapping. But if there would be, it would be the person that she comes back to who's able to tell her who she truly is. Mm -hmm. They've set it up so that this is clearly the most important person in her life. Obviously, you could read it as romantic or not romantic, but you can't like, say that she is not this is this is the relationship of the film. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There is no room for her to then also be like, but this guy is kind of (laughs) cute. Unless she feels that way about Coulson, which honestly, fair enough. enough. He's adorable. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. We have another quote from Brie Larson saying, I think because it's 2019 and what 2019 is about really is intersectional feminism. There's just no question that we would have to show what it means to be all different kinds of women, that we don't just have one type. It became a great opportunity, even with things like the love story. We wanted to make that big love, that lost love, that love that's found again, be with Carol's best friend. To show that, that's incredibly powerful and gripping, and you could go to the ends of the earth and fight till the, ends, fight till the end for your best friend. It's perfect to me and so meaningful. To me, that's a part of what the meditation of this movie is. It's female strength. But what is female strength? What are the different ways that can look? I love her proclaiming the 2019, the year of intersectional feminism. <laughs> sure, why not? Why not? But yeah, again, like, it's a clearly a very intentional choice to structure this movie about, like, reclaiming your lost love and making it a best friendship or whatever. But it, mm-hmm. it's completely within the bounds of 
uh, analyzing the art to read this as a love story because it is structurally a love story, right? Yes. And in the same vein, she says, in this film, the great love of her life is her best friend. And it's humbling because you realize love, it doesn't have to be romantic. It can be a deep friendship. That's true. Sure. We love friendship. We do. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So that's what we have from Brie Larson. Mm -hmm. I think we have, you know, a fairly similar perspective from the other side of this relationship. Lashana Lynch, who plays Maria Rambo. The first quote we have from Lashana is, they have a very dry humor together. They're kind of, you know, when you love someone and you pretend like you hate them, they have that little bit of a slightly unlikely, boisterous, yet very loving, deeply loving, caring sister love, explained Lynch. They have a sisterhood about them that is really nice to see in a Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. And she says, Carol Danvers is someone who is an aunt to my child. Like she is family. And that's why her death takes such a big effect on her life, because she actually is her life. They're in a male-oriented environment and industry, and all they have is each other, those female fighter pilots. So yeah, they're extremely close. Extremely. So it's like, she's like, they're very close. It's a very important relationship. Like, yeah. You know, it's all interesting, too, because if you also think across the Marvel movies, there's not a ton of opportunities where women are just hanging out together. Lots of men and a woman. Yes. They are as, like on a meta level, they're also very much in a male oriented environment. I think the only other examples that I can think of off the top of my head are like the literal sisters and guardians, right? Gamora and Nebula. Mm-hmm. And then the Dora Milaje and all the women in Black Panther. Yep. Which is interesting too. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can we get like a Dora Milaje movie, by the way? I would love that. Cool I think I think Okoye should be everywhere. hundred <laughs> percent. I love her. She's fabulous. Okay, so yeah, her this is her talking about the again, sort of the narrative structure of the movie. Her and Bree's character, Carol Danvers, are very close friends. They're best friends, in fact. She had to go through a lot of grief when Carol disappeared, and then suddenly she's back, and she has to kind of reverse that grief and make it work for this picking up of a friendship, which is kind of strange, but ends up really beautifully. Yeah. It is really... I I think thinking about this story from her perspective is really interesting, because Carol has been wondering who she is this whole time, but like it's been six years that Maria has been just dealing with the grief of losing this person. And so then trying to wrap your head around the fact that she's not gone is a lot to deal with when she shows up out of the blue. Yeah, that would be wild. Right? (laughs) That would be wild as hell. It's interesting that she sort of mentions that she didn't ever really believe it, right? One of the quotes yeah. from the movie is her being like, I knew you were out there somewhere being too stubborn to die. So it's like she never was really able to come to terms with her being actually gone. Happens all the time when people lose, like people disappear and you don't find a body. Yeah. Like it's hard not to hold out hope that, you know, they just had an episode and wandered off and eventually you'll find them again or something. Mm-hmm. I assume that's not an unusual perspective to have. Yeah. But then to have them actually show back up again is well, that's pretty weird. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty weird. And then, you know, she's got weird alien powers and then there's also mm-hmm. aliens. Yeah. Dealing with the aliens. But at that point she's like, ah, sure. Of course there are, you know? 
explains it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The last quote we have from Lashana Lynch, the question that was asked of her is, how much of their story are we going to see in the past when they're fighter pilots? And how much are we going to see when she's Captain Marvel? And Lashana Lynch says, you do get touches of moments to see how happy they were before and how happy they made each other. And because of that, when she comes back, you see why it affected her so much. You see why her death was such a big deal. And imagining my character now being the only female fighter pilot, African-American as well, in her Air Force base would have been hell. I don't actually remember what I was saying at the beginning, but from her going from working with someone and actually being that complete bum chums to being alone and raising a child single-handedly with the help of her parents is a hellish experience. And I could relate to that as well with losing someone myself. It's hard. It's just, it's a lot, isn't it? I mean, it's a good quote, but I also had to include it because when I read that she called them bum chums, I was like, wait, is Lashana Lynch British? (laughs) She is. The answer is yes. There's no way that an American person would say that. (laughs) No, that's not an American (laughs) phrase. That's not an American phrase. But this, she's exactly right. You, They do the setup of like, wow, they had this beautiful life together. It must be really hard for her to have dealt with losing that. How does this affect them emotionally when they are brought back together? Yeah. Um, I also think, you know, again, it's interesting, right? And you can talk about like the economy of movie making. But when we see carol's flashbacks other than the one with her father and whatnot when she's really young when she's an adult the only people she sees in the flashbacks are like marie and monica and then annette benning who was the mentor figure and that's interesting it's like there really are no other people in her life yes the two of them were or the three of them i guess were pretty insular (laughs) yeah but you know they loved each other they found their family. Yeah, and then they, they were did. like, we don't need any other people except for Annette Benning, my mentor. Yeah. She's cool. <laughs> yep. And an um, alien. And an alien. But like a cool one. Yeah, she's a good Cree because she also realized the girls weren't evil and was trying to help them. Yeah. It's tough, man, when the government lies to you and tells you you're fighting for a good cause, but then it turns out you're actually just an oppressor. It is tough. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So those are our quotes from our our two leads, our actors. We also have some quotes from the writers. Yes. So the writers, Fleck and Bowden, talked about how did we end up in the place where you didn't give her a love interest, basically, is the question. Uh, And so they said... That was one of those things when we were in the writing stage and the sky was the limit and the movie could be anything. We were discussing, are we going to get into any type of romantic relationship with this character? It wasn't like there was a philosophical opposition to pursuing that storyline. It just came down to real estate in the story we were telling. We knew we were telling a story of self-discovery and we wanted friendship and her friendship with Maria to be a huge part of that. There was no room for any romantic storyline for us. I know people have made their own conclusions about that. And I think that's part of the fun of making these movies is that they become the audience's movies and they get to create any kind of narrative they want for what's happening off the screen. For us as storytellers, it's a friendship and a story about that and self-discovery. But for you, but for you, it can be whatever you want. Yes, exactly. So yeah, kind of like any, this is a Neil Gaiman-esque, the stuff on screen is canon and everything else is whatever the fuck you want it to be, you know? Yeah. And if you think there's subtext there, it might be. Yeah. (laughs) Good answer, Fleck and Bowden. I like it. (laughs) 
Okay, uh, so yeah. that's sort of the content we have. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's one movie, so there's not a lot of actual, you know, stuff. Yeah, this is the thing we get into with all fandoms around movies. There's yeah. not that much content to interact with. And our actors, creators, everyone seems pretty in line with, like, what's happening in the movie. Mm-hmm. Doesn't seem to be a lot of disagreement. Nope. So, what's the fan production around this? Not as high as I would like, is how I, <laughs> I'll say it. Uh, there are about 2,600 total fic-tagged Captain Marvel on AO3. Uh, 850 of them are tagged Carol slash Maria. And interestingly, we'll get to this in a little bit, 100 of them are Valkyrie slash Carol. Hmm. Um, but this particular ship, the Carol and Maria ship, does not even rank on the AO3 Femme slash Top 100 ships. Interestingly. Since it's, you know, Marvel's a huge property. You expect ships in Marvel movies to show up on this list. And so we did look and see what Marvel Femme slash ships are on the list. And there are three of them. Yes. They are Wanda slash Natasha at number 41. Maria slash Natasha at number 48 and Pepper slash Natasha at number 97. Interesting. So these are women who have appeared in films together. Sure. I don't know. Are any of them best friends raising children together? Uh, no, (laughs) I don't know that they've interacted much. Mm Mm-mm. I mean, they have, but not, you know, like in an in-depth way. I don't know that any of them have had like a very meaningful conversation with one another about, you know, their internal lives. Yeah. We should say when you we say Maria slash Natasha, it's not this Maria. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's Colby Smolder's character, yeah. Maria Hill. So, that would be crazy. That would be really wild. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's people that feel sort of more tangentially related to each other than these yes. people. There is also the unfortunate coincidence. Sure. Let's call it a coincidence. <laughs> that, you know, you could take this ship where these people do have a very emotional, intimate relationship, where one of them is a black woman. Mm-hmm. But it's not ranking on the top 100. Mm. It's all white, all white ladies. Mm. Are you suggesting that there might be some sort of Finn Poe situation here? I mean, I think I called it a coincidence. <laughs> okay, you're right. I shouldn't say that you're <laughs> suggesting anything. You're just noting a thing that you noticed that might not have anything yeah. to do with anything else. Might not. Perhaps not. Just, just you know, a thing that happened. And I and we're remarking it. upon it for no yep. particular reason. Excellent. So. Moving right along. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. But uh, this is the case. There are uh-huh. some fic, though. So there are fic for us yes. to talk about. There, yes. It's not non-existent. So the most Although it's pop- also interesting that Curry's also a woman of color. Yes. So Carol's, Carol's up in that space. Yeah, well, we'll get to that in a bit. (laughs) 
but you'll notice that they are certainly not on the top. Uh, well, I mean, I think yeah. that ship makes less sense than the Carol Maria uh, ship. It's, it's an entirely imagined ship. People yes. have just put together, oh, we think Carol is queer, and they've confirmed that Valkyrie is bisexual, so if at some point in the future they meet each other, there will be an opportunity for yes. sparks to fly is the entirety of that ship. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so the topic... Well, technically, the second most popular Carol Maria fic, but the first one was a multi-ship thing that wasn't really about them, so I didn't include mm-hmm. it. So the top fic that we did discuss, is, or that we did read, and will now discuss, mm-hmm. is called Flying Homeward Down Your Highway by GD GD Baby. I would love to know the story behind the, this person's name. But it's a short little fic. Do you want to give me a summary? Yes. So it is like a thousand words, pretty mm-hmm. quick. It takes place once... Carol has come back on that, you know, evening when she first arrives and Maria, it's from Maria's perspective. She's obviously working through Carol being back and and what that means. And as they're talking through their history, Carol asks the question if they were ever anything more than just friends. And Maria's like, no. And Carol's like, I think I wanted us to be. She's reading the same vibes we're all reading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And (laughs) then they have a sexual encounter. And then Mm -hmm. the next day, they go on their adventure together to save the scrolls. They got to save the scrolls. (laughs) You got to. I mean, they're very lovely people when you get to know them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was short and sweet. I think it sort of satisfies the, like initial urge you get watching the movie right you're watching it Mm -hmm. and you're like what's going on with these two they're very close and so then just having someone put on paper like hey what's going on with us we seem very close (laughs) (laughs) and so you're like yeah that's what i thought Uh confirmation (laughs) good pick yeah so satisfying check mark way to go gd gd baby gd is it like goddamn goddamn baby I don't know. Or is it good day, good day, baby? Good day, good day. (laughs) Give me anything. That's the mystery that gets me. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, that's the fic. There are, as I scrolled down the list, it looked like there were lots of like one or 2,000 word fics. I don't know Mm -hmm. if anybody has gotten into like, you know, 100,000 word, here's the history of our entire lives together style fic, but I did not, I did not see See that. that. Okay. Fun time though. Mm -hmm. So, we mentioned Valkyrie. Yes. Should we talk about some fan speculation, rumors, thoughts that we have gleaned from the internet? Yes, about the Marvels. Yes. And about so, just generally the future of Carol Danvers in the MCU. So, yes, as we mentioned at the top, we're pre the Marvels. Mm-hmm. Could be the gayest movie ever made. We won't. Know. I mean, we don't know. Crossed. <laughs> Hope so. Um, <laughs> So the rumors that we have seen on the internet is that Captain Marvel might be confirmed as gay, either through retconning the original Carol Maria relationship or introducing a new romantic partner mm-hmm. who might be Valkyrie. Maybe. Because Could they be. also, we're also hearing rumors that maybe Valkyrie is going to be in this movie. I don't know that that's been confirmed anywhere. I don't think that she is listed in the cast list, but it would not be unheard of. No, but I think one of the pieces of evidence and support is the woman who plays Ms. Marvel's mother posted a photo of herself on set and there are headshots 
in the photo of people who are primarily in the movie. Well, yeah, and they would have them there to be like, this is the yes. guest that is, you know, yeah. And Tessa Thompson's photo is there. So mm-hmm. that's the the indication that so unless why would they just be there? felt like looking at Tessa Thompson, which I mean, which, more you know, power to enough. you. It does feel like there's a little bit of evidence there, which could be cool since people sense the confirmation of Valkyrie as bisexual or potentially before that have sort of been like eyeing this meetup between yes. the two of them as a, a potential, you know, thing that could happen that we're excited about. And not just, you know, schmoes on the street people. This is something that's been commented on by Brie Larson and Tessa Thompson as like, mm-hmm. wouldn't that be fun? Like Brie Larson retweeted some fan art of her and uh, her character and Valkyrie together and tweeted at Tessa Thompson, we cute. And Tessa was like, yeah, so like they're feeding into the speculation as well. Everyone's like, maybe, maybe, maybe. Could we get Mm -hmm. some queer ladies on screen together? It's an idea. Hope so. Now to counter that, Mm -hmm. there's also been footage that has been leaked of Captain Marvel holding hands with a boy. Yuck, ew, gross. Gross. (laughs) No, thank you. Now, what's funny about this is I first saw the headlines and people talking about like, she's holding hands with a guy. Is this confirmation that they're dating? What could this be? And then other people like, well, but it looks like it's in this scene that is on a planet where they confirmed that people only communicate through singing and there was some miscommunication about her being a princess, but maybe it's just because they were singing and didn't understand. Like, this is the level of speculation going on. We saw the photos it doesn't look to me like they're dating. <laughs> I'll just say that. No, it looks like he's leading her into a ball. Yeah, it's that vibes. It's like they're being introduced as the Duchess and Duke of Kent at this ball. <laughs> yeah. And he's he's <laughs> bringing her in. It looks like there might be a musical number happening is what it looks Which, like. Which, great. I'm for it. Uh, love a it musical number. it doesn't look like they're about to make out. Yes. Although so, I love like the level of of rumors swirling from a hand holding it feels a very childish like right? they're holding like, hands year is this? Do, they, do they like do they like, each, like other? each other are they sitting in a tree k-i-s-s-i-n-g i don't know <laughs> did you see carol holding hands with a boy because if so again gross he has cooties get away Ew. from him did she even get her cootie shot i don't know i don't know Okay, so anyway, (laughs) we have plans to watch the movie before this episode is released. So if anything happens of note. Or if nothing happens of note, which sadly I am afraid is what will happen. Whatever happens. Yep. We will stick it in here. Here we are in the future. Time travel so fun. It is. So we both saw the Marvels. Sure did. Preliminary thoughts, I guess. Preliminary thoughts? I liked it. It was fun. I don't know why the critics are so upset about it. Not very gay. Not very gay. Quite fun. Iman Vellani is delightful. Her whole family from the Ms. Marvel. So fun. Love it. But I would say the level of gayness is pretty comparable to the first Captain Marvel movie. So that's what you should be expecting (laughs) if you're going to watch the movie. We should say everyone flipping out about her holding hands with a boy was not anything. Yeah, there was no problem there. She continues to really have no love interest. She doesn't. And and they lean in just as hard to her friendship with Maria 
as uh, they did in the first one. Valkyrie does show up. She does. Spoiler alert. Tess is there. They hold hands. They kiss on the cheek. They're not explicitly gay. No explicit gayness has happened in this movie. But a lot of cats. So many cats. So if you like cats, get yourself to a movie theater. Okay, I don't know if we have anything else to say about it. Or should we just go back to ourselves in the past? I don't think we need to get it we were into so, it too deeply. We were so young and hopeful. Ah, those were the days. Do you feel queer-baited is maybe a question to ask? Well, I think it's interesting that Tessa Thompson and Brie Larson have talked as much as they have about like the potential for a romance with each other. And I guess this movie could be setting that up somehow down the line, but... Certainly, if any gayness was promised by anyone, it was not delivered upon. Well, yes, nothing is precluded as of yet, but nothing. No, they happened. they also haven't done any like she's got a boyfriend now. Like none of that is happening with no. Captain Marvel. Any of them, really? Yeah, there's not romance happening in this. It's more about family and friendships, which is like cool. Yeah, it's very nice. Yeah. Okay, back to All the right. past. <laughs> and now we're back in the past. Woo! Wasn't the future cool, guys? We had a great Probably time. Probably not. <laughs> no. I mean, maybe cool and or depressing. What a disappointment slash revelation that film was. Yeah. Oh, I thought just men in general. It was <laughs> oh, yeah. be like cool or two weeks. I don't think so. No. Okay. Well, but. I think that's like all we have to talk about. We don't have a super long episode today, but again, there's not a lot of content yet. But I Um, hope there will be. Maybe our addendum will actually really blow this out. I shouldn't say it's a super short episode. Maybe by the time this has become a three hour episode. (laughs) (laughs) We don't know. We don't know. Anything could happen. It's the future. But what we can talk about is what we usually talk about. Is it queer baiting, queer coding, or queer canon? I think it's queer coding. Yeah, I'm leaning that way myself. I mean, they can say all they want, like, we just wanted to write a friendship and not a romance, but they lean into so many queer beats. Tropes. That it's like, you can get away with saying they're just friends, but like, they're very close friends, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh my God, they were roommates. (laughs) I hope we are not in a space post-update where we feel that we've been queer-baited about Captain Marvel and Valkyrie. Well, yeah. We'll have to see what the creators are saying. I don't know. I feel like you can sort of write off the Brie Larson and Tessa Thompson stuff as them being legitimately excited about the idea. Like, all we've Mm -hmm. seen Tessa Thompson say is, like, I love the idea. I'm super happy Valkyrie is queer. They were trying to talk up like how queer the last Thor movie was going to be. And it yeah, wasn't. She's clearly been it. like, I want her gayer. And she said, you know, I love Brie Larson. It would be really cool to do that with her. I think they seem legitimately excited about the idea. So if it doesn't happen, yeah. I don't know that they're responsible. <laughs> but, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Will. What okay. would happen if we gender swapped one of the characters? They'd be together. There's no way you have a person who's lost their memory and, you know, comes back to the one person in their life who they have a child with, Mm -hmm. even if it's not, you know, their biological child, that that would be a platonic male-female relationship in any film. Yep, 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 yep. yep. Can you imagine the photos from Christmas morning of the three of them in pajamas together and they're not (laughs) 
they're not uh, together. Yeah, right. No. Yeah, tef- definitely a couple. Thousand percent. <laughs> I mean, again, I as we always say, I'd love to see that movie where that happens. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that'd to be, be honest, awesome. If we we are one thousand percent on the side of more platonic male female friendships. Yes. In cinema. Yes. Hell yeah. hundred percent. But that um, shit doesn't happen, and it seems like it happens all the time that they put same sex friends together co raising children, and we're just supposed to be like, that's normal. <laughs> That's totally fine. Yeah. Uh, neither of them seem to have ever, outside of whatever happened with Maria, where she had that child. Yep. Doesn't sound like she's had any other relationships in the last six years. Carol nope. never dated anyone from nope. the photos we saw. Nope. For the flashbacks. So. Yep. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> All right. So why isn't it canon? Well, I mean, the creator said they wanted to tell a friendship story, but if, you know, you want to see other things, you can. So I guess we take their word for it. They wanted to tell a friendship story, which Which I can't fault them for. No, we love friendship. We love friendship. Friendship is good. We need more friendship in things. It just is a real bummer that usually we get forced to accept friendship in same-sex things and no friendship in non-same-sex things. Yeah. uh, society yeah that's a problem <laughs> okay <laughs> all right so how do we feel about this queer baiting on a scale of one to five i we just said it wasn't queer baiting yeah so. so i don't i don't i don't feel like it was promoted on the back of like this was not one of these cases where disney said this is going to be our first gay character <laughs> <laughs> no kevin feige's out here all the time we're gonna have gay characters i promise we're gonna have gay characters but i don't think they promised that these would be the ones no no this is not one of disney's seven first gay characters so i don't think you can get too mad at them no but maybe in the next one (laughs) hope so okay all right well that feels like it sums it up that's captain marvel and her bestie Maria Rambeau. It's a fun little movie. If you it haven't is. revisited it, it's a nice time. I think it's worth a revisit. It got yeah. a bad, you know, rep from all of the trolls on the internet who were not happy with it. Yeah. But it's, it's worth it. It's Go a revisit solid it. origin it's a story. Yes, Everyone's it is. good in it. Yes, they are. Samuel Jackson's good. Yes. I love Jude Law in it. He's the worst. He's as a, a great villain. He's great. Big fan. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. All right. So, what are we talking about next time? Next time, we are going to have our highly anticipated return to previously covered ships. Yeah. 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 So, we've gotten a lot of inquiries about a number of these things. Been asking, and it's coming, people. Mostly people have been asking us about Good Omens and Our yes. Flag Means Death. We will be yes. revisiting both of those. As well as Leverage and Loki. Woo, woo, woo. The big L's. Yeah. So there are new seasons of all of these things since we recorded our last episodes. We will be checking mm-hmm. in to see if the queerness has progressed or regressed mm-hmm. in each of the cases. <laughs> Yes, and what what it all means. I wonder if we should structure that episode in, like, least to most requested. It'll be, like, leverage, Loki, our flag means death, good omens, probably, if we do that. Yep. 
but you know, keep we'll them, put in timestamps so you can jump around. The end. <laughs> oh, we won't put in timestamps. So you have to listen no, to the whole listen thing. Listen to the whole thing. <laughs> if you want that good omens payoff, you will suffer through leverage. <laughs> okay. So All right. that will be next time. So appreciate everyone's continued patience. We are getting to it, but we wanted to We're wait trying. for all of these things to be completed yep. before we recorded. And also we were trying to hit some timeliness with this Captain Marvel episode. We try guys. It's really tough to be timely in a bi-monthly podcast. Yeah, but it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. We promise. Thank you for waiting. And I'm sure though we haven't recorded yet. It will be well worth the wait. Oh, of course. <laughs> all right. In the meantime, if you have questions, comments, concerns, suggestions for other ships we should cover, reach out to us at ltbkpod at gmail.com and find us on Twitter and Tumblr at ltbkpod. If you're enjoying the podcast, tell a friend, subscribe, leave us a review. Any or all of the above would be very appreciated. Our next episode will be out in January of 2024.